Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is, if I were straight. <laughs> so we're, you know, just going to dive into dream about if we yeah. were one of those mythological, terrible beasts <laughs> that is straight people. <laughs> and how our lives would be different. <laughs> Before we get started, wherever you're listening, make sure that you are subscribed or following. It really helps us out, specifically if you're following on um, Apple Podcast or iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review. We read them all. We really appreciate it, except for anything less than five stars, then we don't appreciate it. Yeah, eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) Also, make sure that you're following us on social media at I Can Explain on Instagram and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. Let's get into it. Right before we started recording this, Sean was like, is this problematic? And I was like, probably. And then we were like, okay, let's... Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Um, I do have one thing of note Mm -hmm. um, from our last episode. We got a DM and it was like, Sean, you were talking about things that you would do like after COVID or like if COVID didn't exist. And the first example you gave was go to a water park. And they were like, why was that the first thing that you said? And honestly, I don't know. But I guess I was just like feeling like summer, like flirty, yeah. wet vibes. I just wanted to be wet, you know? You wanted to be wet at high speeds. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like the joy of a water park mm. like is kind of not existent with COVID. Because, like, yeah. like the virus is just wet at high speeds behind you, you know? <laughs> You're just swimming in COVID. Like, actually, yeah. we don't know. It could travel through water. Yeah. You know, there's absolutely. not enough chlorine in those things. <laughs> Put it this way. At water parks, COVID is the least of your worries of what's in that water. That's true. Like, you were just swimming in God knows what. Yeah. That's one thing COVID-19 has done for me has made me fearful of every surface and substance out there in the world yeah now your friend calls and they're like oh i went to the water park and you're like and you got covid they're like no just the worst yeast infection (laughs) and you're like oh thank god (laughs) nothing really sounds as bad anymore so yeah if uh if we were straight um what would your life be like the reason i thought it'd be funny to talk about this is genuinely for i guess I get, I'm getting older now, so it's a less percentage, but I don't know, getting. 60%, 70% of my life, I basically created this life that would be okay if I didn't come out. Yeah. You know? I also think that a big, uh, like a chunk of coming out or mm-hmm. like preparing to come out mm-hmm. is that weird, like section of your life that you're like oh well I could just live with this yeah you know (laughs) totally you're like I could just be straight and like hate it but I could just do it (laughs) like it would make a lot of things simpler and you kind of like rationalize some things oh yeah like I I just rationalized my way to stay in the closet for years yeah and it just like all I can describe it as it just like got to its boiling point like, for many, it was, like, it wasn't, like, a one day I woke up and I was, like, oh, my God, I'm gay and I need to come out immediately and I need everyone to know about it and otherwise I'm not living an authentic life. It was the farthest thing from that. It was, like, a very slow heat up of the water, if you will, of me realizing more and more that I couldn't live a heterosexual life and the life that I was currently living but I continued to grasp to that life yeah. until it was at the boiling point and I just absolutely couldn't do it anymore. And I think a lot of those 
things I'm now envious of in some ways. Like, I love being gay, and we talk about it all the time, that we love being gay. But there's obviously things that I'm like, wow, if I had been straight, X, Y, Z, I might, you know, I clearly have a very different life. And there's some things that I think I would do a lot differently. Yeah. Um, Like, it would be so nice to just wake up in the morning and, like, not care about what you look like. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like I could just wake up, walk out of my house in like slides and like socks. Okay, but that's my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm talking about you. Oh, and then if I was straight, <laughs> straight and lesbian, just kind of you know they yeah, follow they really, some of the same. Straight path. men and lesbians really just. Uh... But like, yeah, it would be nice. You know, I would never do my makeup. I would never yeah. care about any of that. Um... <laughs> Grooming? Out the window. Out the Who's window. that? Never heard of her. <laughs> you just like age like a regular man. Like, exactly. You just have like 10,000 wrinkles in your face and straight women would find you attractive. I know. That's the thing is like now, like I'm at the point in my life that I know that I will be getting Botox. Botox. <laughs> Attacks <laughs> right off. <laughs> For my Botox, I get so much of it. Um, um, why did I? It was like a country term. <laughs> I will be getting Botox. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I will be getting Botox. So, like, I would just have so much more money if I just didn't <laughs> care about the state of my face, body, or clothing. <laughs> I thought about this because I remember for years always, like, discussing with my friends, like, about celebrities back in the straight vibes days. Being like, it's just so annoying how... Men just look good naturally as they age and they look good forever, like with wrinkles all over their face and stuff. And women like don't. And I wasn't even aware enough to be like, actually, it's no different. It's just we expect women not to look like literally. Like we're used to looking at men's faces that have aged, quote unquote, normally. And when we see a woman who's like in Hollywood and she's in her fifties and she has wrinkles on her face, it's confusing. You're like, Beast, for us. <laughs> what is that? Put a bag on it. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, I don't get it. Like guys just look good with wrinkles, and it's like, wow, that's a lot to unpack. There. Literally, but yeah, you... the like misogynist in your head is like, yeah, yeah we got her, we got, got her, <laughs> yeah, did it. <laughs> we convinced her she has to remain twenty one for the rest of her life. The FBI agents in your fucking brain are like, yes, I five. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think honestly, the opposite's almost true for me as a lesbian woman. Like, this sounds so fucking stupid because there is a lot of pressure in the lesbian community, like body type wise. Yeah. And so I'm not saying this is it the case for everyone. And I'm not taking away the validity of people feeling pressure because. Also, this whole thing is a fucking it's, joke. It's all a fucking yeah, joke. There's Let's obviously like body dysmorphia yes, and standards, of course, and yeah. it's the straight community as well. Yeah, and let but let and let's be real. Like the white skinny lesbians are getting the most clout. That's a whole other issue to unpack. But that said, I sometimes do think about. I feel like as soon as I like rid myself of my previous persona if you will of being this like heterosexual woman that needed to like please a male gaze like the way I dressed used to be like very like hyper feminine and like you know boobs out and high heels on and it was very much like because I thought I was supposed to look hot for guys and I really cared about like the way my makeup was done and my weight and all these things 
And as soon as I like shed that, I also shed any motivation to take care of myself at right. all. Yeah, like, that makes sense. I was like, I'm a lesbian now, so I'll never shave again. I'll never wear makeup. My hair will just. I'm shaving my head. Yeah, <laughs> will just be the way it is gonna be, and um, I'll gain probably thirty five pounds. And I'm here now, and you know, <laughs> I'm happily gay. But I also like sometimes I'm like, hmm, maybe I maybe I could have kept a little. Maybe I overshot the landing there. <laughs> like maybe I could go on a walk every maybe now. Maybe I and could then. D- a little bit of shame could help. <laughs> <laughs> like one sit up, just everyone's once a once month. Once a month, yeah. <laughs> so definitely something that I think if I was straight, like if. I had never, like, realized my sexuality and come out. I think I would be, like, one of those girls that, like, still, like, went to the gym every day and really, like, took care of myself and was wearing, like, bandage dresses dresses in Yelltown on the weekend. Like, Uh, I feel like I would have just continued on that path that I used to, like, kind of cover up myself with and... Like, sometimes I see groups of girls and, like, no judgment, but I'm like, I was you, and I'm so happy I don't have to do that anymore. But also, like... Some days Want it would a friend? be nice. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to like move my body. Every once in a while. Yeah, no, I genuinely just kind of think about how much money I would have. <laughs> well, because like I wouldn't have to like get like like um, artisanal cocktails. Like I could just be happy with like a Bud Light. You know, that's that's shade to my dad because my dad's favorite drink in the world is Bud Light. (laughs) Um, My dad's a Coors Light guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why? But I could just like I could genuinely just like sit there and drink like a kokanee and like love my life. (laughs) Just be so happy. You know, just sipping on it, thinking about how happy you are that you like women. Exactly. I could have a truck. That could be fun. (laughs) Oh my god, you could potentially have a like a road pop in your truck. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a lot of like straight like country vibes like slightly drinking and driving sort of situation. Exactly. Or like monster energy. Like I could just monster like Monster energy yeah. is is a big one. Yeah, cuz when I touch a monster energy, mm-hmm. like my hand starts to disintegrate. Um, because I'm gay, so it would be nice to be able to pick one up for once. It would be nice to feel your heart like almost stop yeah. every once and in a while. And every single time I pick up a Red Bull since I'm gay, it's just half vodka. So. <laughs> okay, I want to go back to what I just said about the open drink. I don't know why, if this was a lucid dream or something, but there is somewhere where that is allowed. Australia. Oh, Jesus uh, It just came to me. It just came to me. Do we have any Australian listeners? Please DM us if this is true or not. I heard the other day that in Australia, as long as you are not over the legal limit, you can drink and drive. Like, at the same time. Correct. So, like... Here, obviously, in, it, we're based in Vancouver, B.C., Canada, and I feel like it's very similar in the States. There is the legal limit, like, blood alcohol level if you were to blow a breathalyzer that you have to be under. So I could go to a restaurant or a friend's house, have a glass of wine, and then get in my car and drive. And if I got pulled over, as long as I'm under that legal limit, then I don't get a DUI. In Australia, you could be having that glass of wine. Okay, Australia allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Imagine how much time you would save. While in your car, and they could pull you over and you could be mid swig of your wine and blow, but as long as you're under that limit, it doesn't matter. They're like, but carry if you on, were close and you had like a fucking still like three quarters of a glass of Chardonnay, wouldn't they be like, 
<laughs> How long's your drive, man? <laughs> How long's your drive? They're like, you're right on the limit. So just stop drinking that. Just put it in dump your... Dump that out. Just yeah. dump that out. You, you're right on the brink. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are places in, like, America as well, though, that, like, as long as you're not the driver, mm-hmm. you can be drinking in the car. Wild. I know. Crazy. Yeah. Different laws fascinate me around yeah. the world. And I feel like only straight people do these things anyway, so this this would be something I could partake in. Thank you so much for bringing that back to any form of the current topic. And this week's topic is uh, driving laws around the world. (laughs) Speaking of driving laws around the world, if you were straight, all of your friends would be able to drive. That's so true. They would have their licenses. And I would drive with, like, both feet on the ground, yes, you know, yes. <laughs> instead of like one foot like out the window and the other one's like folded underneath me and I have an iced coffee in there. <laughs> like, in general, can you imagine being straight and being able to just like sit like a normal person? Oh, no. Like just sit in a chair. Just, imagine like, like seeing a chair and being like, I know exactly how I'm going to sit in that chair. <laughs> Every time I approach a chair, my body's like, we got this. Let's fuck it up. What Cirque du Soleil routine are we going for today? They're like, let's hit it upside down. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay, so on a more serious note. Oh, God. Okay, you're like, I just want to keep it here. Cheers. (laughs) What is one thing that you are really, like, envious of? Like, maybe it was a tough pill for you to swallow that because you were gay, you weren't going to be able to do or have... Or be perceived as X, Y, Z. Oh, God. You did get serious. Hey? Yeah. Um, Buckle up. Um, I don't know. I, I would nice to just, like, it would be nice to not get, like, yelled, like, faggot at. But that, <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I also be all right. I also, like, we, like, it, it's such a westernized yeah. culture thing mm-hmm. that... A big shift in my mentality when I was, like, coming to uh-huh. terms with my sexuality was, like, realizing that I was never going to have, like, a nuclear family. Isn't that what yes. it's called? yeah. Like, white picket fence, two and a half kids. Yeah. Which, like, I always was confused about the half, but I guess that means a dog. Is that what that means? I, assu- I would I hope know. so. I never or really else, thought like, about it's that. Or else, like, it's pretty or else it's the darkest yeah, phrase of all time that everyone says. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and like I, like that was kind of the ideal that mm-hmm. obviously the media and movies and everything yeah. like forces onto you. So having to realize that that now obviously I'm thankful because yeah. I feel like there's so much more freedom in how I choose to plan my life. Yeah. But coming to terms with that as a kid mm-hmm. and like knowing that I would never just like have that like simple beautiful classic life yeah i'm saying that sarcastically Mm, yeah (laughs) but you're all hideous (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that was probably like the hardest thing for me and i remember like in i think we were like in grade seven probably Mm -hmm. you know when you like start they start preparing you for high school yeah one of the things that they made us do was make like a, a vision board Oh, yeah. Of, like, where you want your life to go. And yeah, then you had to also submit, like, uh, like thing on, like, your career path and yeah. what you wanted to do. It's funny because I chose architect, so I wasn't, like, too far off. Yeah. But I didn't say gay architect, so. <laughs> you didn't put <laughs> a little flavor yeah, on the end there. Yeah, a little plot twist for you. <laughs> um, and I remember, like 
collaging like cars and like houses mm-hmm. and like like a wife and like a dog and yep. stuff. Yep. So to realize that that wasn't gonna happen mm-hmm. was like kind of sad for me. Yeah, it's not sad now, yeah. but it is a weird thing to have to grasp as a child. I totally get that. Yeah. And I had that too. Like I did the same thing, one of those vision boards. And I remember now thinking that like, what should I, what am I supposed to be looking for in my life? What should I be putting on this? Yeah. And at the time I didn't really know the difference of actually wanting certain things or thinking like I should be goal oriented and want a family and a great career and like all these things. Very heteronormative. But it speaks to like my eagerness to fit into that that I was like thinking the teacher's gonna be looking at this I want them to think that like I'm normal yeah you know oh, isn't that weird it's as well so weird. like I I totally remember just being like okay and now time to like cut a picture of like a woman out yeah. and put that on there yeah like, like I've got to put like I'm like little... why I don't know I think I'm supposed to <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. supposed to do <laughs> yeah exactly yeah for me it's very similar I think that for me, I really want to be a mom, mm-hmm. and I know that that's very possible still, um, being a gay woman. But you have to go to fucking, like, Dexter's laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of ways, <clears throat> there's a lot of things about it that are obviously not ideal. One being, for a lot of people, I I think gay people don't talk about this enough because they feel like it's... I won't speak for everyone. I say maybe I don't talk about this enough because I feel like by saying it, it's ma- it's making it sound like I'm saying that if it's not your biological child, it's less than. Right. Less than your child, which it's not. But I think what a lot of heterosexual people don't understand is that, like, if they were, if a heterosexual couple, a man and a woman, cisgender, were in the position that one of them for whatever reason, was unable to do their half of the job when it came to getting pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say the woman is totally able to get pregnant, but the guy's sperm isn't working. That would be, like, a very big hurdle, I feel, for them to, for the husband or fiancé, whatever it is, boyfriend, to say, okay, yeah, let's get some other guy's sperm. Right. And use that sperm. Like, I feel like that would be, like, a much more, like... a lot of sperm for... (laughs) A lot of sperm floating around. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that would be a really hard thing for that man to, like, do. Yeah. Um, Because it is just so much less common. But as soon as you're gay, you're like, well, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So you just kind of have to accept it. And it's not that I in any way think that that child, because they're both... They're not DNA-related on both sides is going to be any less than both of our child. But it just adds that extra, like, hurdle that you have to go through. Yeah. And I've been noticing that more and more because, obviously, as I get older, like, being more prepared to start a family and, like, thinking about that more. And also, I think that, like, people I follow on Instagram and on YouTube and stuff are also, like, aging with me in the fact that I'm seeing them having kids. And it's been really interesting for me to see a lot of the, like, heterosexual bloggers or vloggers that I follow... Um, talking a lot about like infertility and yeah. like what a like hard thing that is to go through, and it has made me think that as a gay woman, you just know that you basically have infertility. Right, you're gonna have to approach it you're, with some thought. You're gonna have to go through IVF or whatever it may be in order to have a child. So for a woman who's heterosexual and cisgendered. That is like a maybe. And when it happens, it's often very hard and very emotional to have to make that decision to go through, you know, getting shots in your ass every day and taking all these pills and crazy hormones and paying all this money and everything else. Yeah. 
as soon as you're a gay woman, if you have kids, that's just 100% of the time. But it's not something that's really talked about. And that, for me, is really hard because basically, no matter what, a cisgendered lesbian couple is going to, quote-unquote, be infertile. Yeah. There's no way for us not to be. Yeah. So it's just something that, like, I think a lot of people don't talk about. And that was, I think, the hardest thing for me in the sense that I'm like, I just know me getting pregnant is going to be much more of an uphill battle than what it would have maybe been for me if I was heterosexual. Yeah. Not to say, obviously, I want to be heterosexual (laughs) or that I'd want to have a kid with a man. But, like, it's just... You know, things come with the territory. And even from a, like, financial position, like, I'm lucky in the sense that, like, I will hopefully be able to afford that and afford enough treatments that I'll be able to successfully uh, have a pregnancy and have a baby. But, like, a lot of people aren't. So it's just a shame that, like, no matter what, and a lot of people, when I say that um, in like the heterosexual realm are like, oh, well, then you could just adopt. And I'm like, it's just as expensive. People don't realize that no matter what, it's going to cost you like 20 Gs. You have to hire lawyers. You have to go through all these crazy processes. Yeah. Um, And on the other side of things, like maybe um, if I was heterosexual, I would have had to go through that anyways. But the point is, is that it's a percentage opposed to an absolute. So that was difficult for me. Hey Gabers, today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app, and it's an amazing value. The Lifetime membership has all 25 languages, so you don't have to stop at one. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, I Can Explain podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. I also think a big thing for children, which is true for most people in the mm-hmm. queer community, gays, lesbians, if you decide to have children, yeah. like one thing that I'm fucking jealous and it would be great if I was straight is like there is so much less fucking like explaining and oh, like God, questions yeah. to do. Because if fucking these little straighties come around and oh, they're like, yeah. we're having a kid, people are like, bing, bang, boom, awesome, yeah. congratulations. Mm-hmm. If like two gays, two gay guys are like, we're having a kid, it's like, where is it coming from? Oh, Whose is yes. it? Are you doing eggs? Yeah, like, where's totally. like, are you adopting? Like, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, it almost takes like 
the joy, not joy out of it, because obviously there's so much joy in no, like, if you I decide to have saying. a family. But it like it takes the moment away mm-hmm. because it's like you're making it seem like it's a transaction yes. or it's uh you know it's a a job. And also everyone has a fucking opinion, and, and they th- feel like they should give it to you. Yeah. If it's like, oh, we're, you know, we're using a surrogate. Oh, well, you should adopt. Or like, oh, yeah. we're using a surrogate. Uh, like, like you know, there's so many different oh angles. Oh, my God. My least favorite thing about talking about kids and being a gay person, the amount of times I've been in a setting, maybe a group setting it with, you know, predominantly heterosexual people or at a party or whatever. And like, oh, do you want to have kids? Brie comes up. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, are you going to adopt? Yeah. And when I say like, oh, well, I'd like to carry. They're like, oh, well, why wouldn't you there's adopt? There's so many great kids that need you to be adopted. You can't, you can't have it naturally anyways yeah so like why wouldn't you adopt what a fuck like the and then audacity. it like pu- and then it like puts on the fact that like you're a bad person yeah. because you're not adopting a child I'm and like, i'm like i don't you're- know katie like- are you gonna <laughs> fucking adopt yeah. and she's like no no me and my husband are just gonna do it the natural yeah. way no no but honey this cooch is just adopt, popping it out like shut the fuck up <laughs> it's like almost like they put it on like gay people's responsibility that you'd be a bad person if you didn't because then like- they feel fine with themselves that they're not going to exactly and i'm like just like i'm still a woman who would like to carry like i'm allowed to have that feeling would i love to adopt also yeah but i've also ideally always wanted to have that experience of carrying carrying a child yeah some people don't want to have that experience that's fine but it's just like so frustrating when the second that you say you're gonna have a kid as a gay person because people know that there's going to be choices to be made they think it's their right to not only ask you which is so fucking inappropriate but like put put theirs but then give their spin to it and like it's like you would never do that to a heterosexual couple like if they were like oh yeah we've been trying to have a baby you'd never like start like asking them every fucking detail about how they're doing it and when they're doing it and like oh well when you do have the kid what are you gonna like it's so fucking inappropriate and that happens all the time oh my god but i think that the over explanation Mm -hmm. kind of applies to almost like every Mm -hmm. aspect Mm -hmm. like when you like bring someone to a party like if it's the someone of the same gender or you know like like who's that is that your boyfriend is that like oh like you know there's so there's so much explanation with every fucking thing of being a queer Uh person yeah it's exhausting which is why we started this podcast ironically literally at the start we were like it's so annoying being a queer person and constantly have to answer all these fucking questions literally and we're like okay perfect let's make a podcast let's answer them for (laughs) 90 hours <laughs> we hate this, so let's answer questions. Yeah. No, but in all honesty, like the reason our tagline is answering the questions that you're too afraid to ask is not only because like we know people are curious about it and we get those answers in real time, but also hopeful that like if we give those answers, then people You'll can... shut the fuck up. <laughs> people can send this to their like straight friends or family members yeah. and be like, This is how I feel, but I don't have to talk about this. Yeah. It's we're doing God's work here, exactly. you know? We're, we're, we really are. But yeah, and like things like sex that we've talked about. And we've talked about on the sex podcast about how, you know, the amount of times I've been like at a girl's night with like predominantly straight girls and they're like, oh my God, Brie, how do you have sex? Yeah. Like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm not asking you about you and Brad. Like, Literally. settle down. Yeah. Like, it's so weird how it just seems like all of a sudden it's a free for all because it's somehow different. Um, that shit annoys me. It'd be really nice. Rightfully so. <laughs> it would be nice to introduce my girlfriend for the first time or, like, speak towards my girlfriend and not see the 
the, the cogs of people thinking you're having sex. Like, yeah, and, like, yeah. figuring out, like, what's... Fingering what out. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, actually, like, every, every gay knows that face. Oh, yeah. Like, when you first mention it, and you can tell their internal wheels are spinning of, like, did she mean girlfriend, like, girlfriend? Or did she mean girlfriend, like, like a friend that's a girl? Or did she mean, like, I don't know how to respond to this? And then they're like, I know. I'll say I have another gay friend. Yeah. It's the classic line. It's like, oh, well, I have a gay cousin. And then you're like, nice. <laughs> That's really great. That's good. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> like, you probably know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that would be nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> There's another one that came to my mind for you is a... A gay male. Oh no! You don't even get the option of giving blood. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to do that. Yeah, I, I'm not really that sad about that. You're though. not. <laughs> I love that. You're like, mm, I wouldn't do it. Anyways. I'm like, mm, needles. No thanks. <laughs> Are you afraid of needles? No, I'm not at all. I am afraid of people hating gays, though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think like I know this. I know in my heart of hearts yeah. that this is a problematic opinion of mine. Okay. I know. Yeah. I know it. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Perfect. But I, at the, this point in my life, yeah. wouldn't give blood out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get it. Like, to me, it's so behind the times. Yeah. It is so archaic mm-hmm. that... Gay men specifically yeah. cannot give blood. Yeah. That if they were like, you can give blood, I would be like, eat shit. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck off. And I know that's I know that's bad. And should mm-hmm. I probably think about that more? Probably. But <laughs> you know, like it it makes me so mad. I get it. Though. That as soon as that f- like switch is flipped. Uh-huh. Like if they're like, you can donate blood now. They just are expecting all these people to rush in because yeah. they're like, we did something great, yeah. you know. And is I'm it, like, like, no. They get the hero card. Yeah. For letting you I'm like, no. I'm gonna lives. punish you. And if I'm ever in hospital, I'm gonna be like, give every single packet of blood to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> all the blood you have, I blood. need. I don't care if it's my type. <laughs> Pump it in me. <laughs> No, I get that. It's kind of like if someone was like outrageously homophobic and always like used slurs towards you and was really homophobic. And then one day they woke up and they're like, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah. And are you supposed to now be best friends with them just because they said sorry once? Like, I'll still, still be fucking jaded. Yeah. Obviously, like, give it a few years and I'll probably soften. <laughs> but right away, like, eat shit. <laughs> First of all, give me every packet of blood <laughs> you have. So I can spill it in so the street. Just dump it. <laughs> no, it's it's like oh, it's so frustrating, especially because like you are testing the blood. Yes, like you are. The, it, it goes through so many rigorous tests. Uh-huh. That's the part and that gets me too. It's also funny because like I'm pretty sure statistically, like the most like at risk blood, yeah, like uh, community uh-huh. is like straight white women. Totally. Yeah. So it's like the fact that scientifically mm. there are statistics that are like we are not that your biggest issue yeah. but they're still like well <laughs> can like, are yeah. they're like but you do have anal sex yeah so we don't like that we that makes us yeah. feel a little strange yeah a little uncomfortable yeah so no thanks <laughs> no, i'm okay <laughs> and it was so weird like i remember 
Because you have to, you like, not have to, but they fucking drive the blood truck up to your high school. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, give me your blood, which is like kind of terrifying also. <laughs> yeah. There is a blood truck. Yes. That they, yes, that they like, like corral children into <laughs> in the back of this mobile, like, like oh hospital, God. suck your blood out, give, give you a sticker. And then if you do it five times, they give you a pin. And then they're like, thanks for your blood. And then they just like... Corralling you back out. Like, how haunting is Meanwhile, that? Meanwhile, like, little gay Sean is in the back, like, ripping open the bag. Yeah, give me your blood! <laughs> like, on the bottom of the truck. I'm like... But yeah, so I remember being... I think I was in grade 12. Yeah. And I heard about this... Like gay men not being able to give I blood. Say blood I heard about this blood truck and I was horrified. <laughs> I was like, people need to hear about this shit. <laughs> no, I heard about, and this was like at the end of grade 12 to like my first year of university, which the blood truck also came to my university. It really yeah. just like <laughs> followed <laughs> me. It's like the ice cream truck, but it has like a far more haunting song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, that's when I was like starting to be like, mm, I think I might be gay. Yeah. And I remember finding out about the fact that gay men, gay men, <laughs> gay man, wow, why can't I talk? <laughs> gay men, there yeah. we go, um, couldn't give blood. Uh-huh. And like having to be like, should I not give blood? Like, I hadn't had sex with anybody, <laughs> but I was like, like, I can't, I'm not allowed, you know? I always, that's what I find <laughs> so weird about it too, is like, <laughs> like when do they cut that off? Like what if a guy's like bisexual, he's like Nope, done. Sucked a dick like That's one time, okay? And then he goes in there like, "Have you had sexual relationships with like a person of the same gender?" And the, they're like, "Uh, like I sucked a dick, but like I don't know if that's pertaining to what you say and I identify as heterosexual." Like do you draw the line there? Like, it's just, it's so invasive. Also, it's so on the binary. Like, just, but you know what? The straights owe the people blood. They they give listen, us Listen, if I'm going to adopt every kid in the world for you, you better pump out your blood. <laughs> We're going to hang you by your ankles and just Literally. pour the blood. Like, that is our trade. That's honestly. Yeah. That's, that's, they get everything. Yeah. They get everything. The next so time. Give I, us your blood. The next time I talk to a straight person about having kids and they're like, you mm-hmm. should adopt, I'm going to be like, hi, blood truck. <laughs> Roll up, we got a dinner for you Yeah, we got going for you. (laughs) Suck them dry. (laughs) I'm going to start, when a straight person, like, introduces themselves to me, I'm going to ask them how many times they've donated blood, and then decide if I'd like to continue to talk to them. Yeah. You know? But, like, show me your pin. I need evidence. (laughs) I'm I'm not looking for any stickers here. I'm looking for a a repeat blood truck visitor. (laughs) Okay. This is something that's super silly. Okay. But it's always annoyed me. Okay. And I've always been really envious about it. Okay. Is it's it gotten how a lot gorgeous I am. Yes. <laughs> it's gotten a lot better in the last few years because I think artists are both coming out more as queer as well as trying to like be more conscious of queer audiences in a lot of cases. But I have always been so annoyed. That I have to mentally change around the pronouns when singing along to songs in my car. Yeah. And like, it like, drives me nuts. When I hear like a country song yeah. and it's like, I'm gonna fuck my girl in my truck. <laughs> I literally have I'm like, I'm like, I'm I have to butt stuff my my <laughs> boy in my Subaru. You know? <laughs> there's like a lot, there's a lot to work around. 
crack a Coke in me. I'm like, vodka, Red Bull. <laughs> Artisanal, <laughs> Artisanal iced coffee. <laughs> but yeah, no, for real, it's always like irritated me, like when I'm singing along, and I'm like, I'm singing to a man right now. Yeah, gr- well, that. Oh, uh, like that isn't it. Yeah. Also, genuinely confused and very heterophobic about the fact that girls still like guys. What's going yeah, on? Yeah. Can you believe that? Like, can you believe? Well, that I'm the... like, I like guys, so I feel like. But... <laughs> I'm talking to the wrong crowd. I'm like, yeah, gross, ew, yucky. Like, you hear those songs that are so heart, like heartbreak songs about the guy who like screwed them over, and they're yeah. still like heartbroken about him. And I'm like, why do you? And care? they were like shocked. There's like eight thousand other like chads out there for you. Like, you'll be all right. Yeah, like... he'll fuck you in his truck with his cocaine. <laughs> Like, if in Australia, then he will have he the coconut in while hand. banging you in the truck and driving. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, the ease of like representation in songs and movies, and not having to like change that around in my mind. Yeah, is something that I'm envious of. It would also be nice to like. Speaking of the like nuclear family, it would be nice to just like purchase like a dog, mm. um, like just like for the hell of it. Whereas right. I know that if I adopt or I mm. purchase a dog, I will be um, getting a dog that I know is better than every other dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the overthought of it? The overthought that I need this dog to be, like, everything is going to be really hard for me. <laughs> Honestly, the pressure of being a perfect person in the queer community also might be nice to live, like, a few months of my life straight and just, like, as long as I'm not, like outwardly racist or homophobic and just like minding my business that's good enough yeah people are like you are doing good kid. <laughs> <laughs> what a great person yeah incredible fuck incredible human being <laughs> but yeah the higher standards is great it pushes you but sometimes it's like i could use a week of just like the mediocre being enough yeah you know just yeah. a, just a week off. excelling at like almost everything it's like it's a lot of weight on my shoulders yeah you know? it's pretty exhausting <laughs> yeah being like the most amazing person of you know all time. but yeah some, somebody's got to do it <laughs> and it's every queer person ever so <laughs> Oh my just kidding not god. all those people that went to fire island oh god yeah i was like not not this, uh, this. that honestly that just made me think of another thing that would be nice to be straight okay not never having, having to go to fire island ne- not having to be <laughs> associated with other queers yeah yeah <laughs> like, like the queers that go to fire island yeah and they're like did you hear about all those gay people and it's like we don't we don't those aren't we, they're not those aren't ours they're yeah ours. <laughs> yeah they're a whole different ballgame yeah like certain if you're if you're uh lesbian or queer woman you might know of some certain uh queer woman uh youtuber instagrammer tiktokers lately that i would prefer to not be associated with but uh, as for another another topic i'm like is it or is it or is it this topic, <laughs> is it this topic? no but for real there's sometimes like with um like the gay girl online scene is so small right that sometimes it's like hard to I'll say this, I think a lot of it's it's a weird dynamic in that the expectations are very high for certain queer creators to be like great examples and people that people can look up to and be almost like perfect when it comes to being woke and stuff. And then there's this whole other side of it 
of people that are just like skinny and people think they're hot. So they just like get a pass Mm -hmm. until they do like the absolute worst. And I'm always like, if I even did like one of those things a one time in my life, slightly like 10% to the amount you did, I would be canceled in five seconds because people have an expectation for me. But then all these like white skinny lesbians that are just like hot they cannot ever do anything of substance yeah. of the community. Well, they see you and they're like, she's lived such a long life. <laughs> As like an elderly long... senior she citizen. She should know better. She should know. <laughs> but no, that's the same That's the same in the gay male mm-hmm. like realm. Yeah. That there are so many people that people have such high standards for, which I think is super important. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then people just like forget about flush it. Flush that people. all down the drain because they somebody has like a six pack. I know. That's yeah. what frustrates yeah. me is that is the different standards for like people compartmentalize uh, people, I think, in the queer community, they're like, oh, well, that person doesn't talk about politics and that person doesn't talk about stuff. They just like have a six pack and do cringy TikTok dances and like growl at the camera. So, like, that's what I watch them for. So, it doesn't matter that they're not talking about anything. Yeah. And then, yet, like, if I like slipped up one time and said anything slightly problematic in any way, I would be like skewered because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And it's annoying to me that certain people within the community get a pass just because their platform's all about being hot. I know. It sucks because we're also hideous. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's also the jealousy of not being, being like... Being hot, yeah. Being, like, really hot. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. You know. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. I also, if I was straight, I feel like I could unironically wear things like bucket hats. Right. You know? Yes. I do feel that, too. I think that there's a lot of things that sometimes I'm almost... I would be embarrassed to wear. Yeah. Yeah. I would be, like, really, like, mortified to, like, step out of the house in. Yeah. But then I'm like, if I was straight, I could do that because I see it all the time and everyone seems to be okay with it. I guess we're just ignoring it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, obviously, everything in this episode, as always, is one big joke. But I hope you laughed or related in some way. Wherever you're listening, please make sure to follow or subscribe. It really does help us out. And you can post this on your social media. Repost this um, on your Instagram story. Tag us. Tell your friends and your family. We really appreciate it. And make sure you're following us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And until next time, we will see you around around the gay gay brood. My God.